When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, and thank you for joining us here at the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast. My name is David Shockley, and we have today... Jimbo Slice. And... Sean Z. And this is the podcast where we talk about things and stuff and words and such. Uh, gentlemen, thank you thank you very much for being here, both of you. I really do appreciate having you. Of course, of course. Uh, hey man, it's always a pleasure. And of course, we have Sean, as, Sean Z as our special guest today. Uh, he is a great musician. He did the intro and outro song for us, and we're really, really appreciative uh, oh, for yes. him for doing that. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Love Yo, it. I appreciate it, man. Honestly, like, it just came about so fast. Dave just made the call and was like, Yo, I'm looking for some music for the intro. And I was like, All right, well, let me think of something relative to what I think a podcast should be like. And Right. I just thought I think, of something. I was like, yo, it kind of sounds like late nighty a little bit. Yeah. Kinda like some I, tonight show. You nailed it, man. You nailed Appreciate it. it man. He's a professional. <laughs> I mean, you make a call. It's like it's like McDonald's where it's like you think McDonald's is gonna be bad, and you're just like, oh, I know it's gonna be quick, but it's just it's just it's just gonna be whatever. But it's like McDonald's if McDonald's was a five star restaurant. Right. It's like in he, he came in, he got it, it happened, it's great, everybody wins. Yo, man. <laughs> I'm loving it. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, uh, traditions start pretty easily here because we've only had one episode. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a shot of vodka because... Correction, uh, you two will be taking the shot of vodka. Yeah, exactly. So Jimmy, uh, he was really, really cool and he, he did the, the shot with us the first time even though he doesn't drink liquor at all. Uh, and so we're going to give him a break this time and we're going to let him sit this first one out. But I me, also have to drive later too, so... <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right, you have to drive. Uh, so we're going to take a shot of vodka because fuck it. Might as well, man. Right? Please drink responsibly. <laughs> Cheers. Okay, One I'm the... awake now. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Earth. How was Mars? Did you bring back t-shirts for us? I got some plutonium. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> now we can kill uh, Superman's cousin. Oh shit! With plutonium. <laughs> Damn, we had to go there. No, wait, 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 wait. What's what's? Um, oh, I'm a terrible nerd. What's uh? He's kryptonite. Chris, kryptonite. kryptonite. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I was like, fuck. Is he actually Plut- plutonium? <laughs> what's the thing in Avatar? What's the metal there? 
It's like a stupid name. Mm. Oh, um, Unobtainium. That is dumb. That's the dumbest name. Unobtainium. Seriously. You just fucked up the entire movie for me. Yeah. They announced, like, a couple different sequels. Like, I think they announced at least two and three. Maybe even Avatar 4. I swore I saw that, like, a couple weeks ago. That's that's how you know that, like, they're really thinking outside the box when you're releasing the trailer for the fourth movie when you only have one movie out. Seriously. (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, that timeline that they have for the Marvel movies that are coming out, like, how do they know that that many movies are coming out? Right? Well, it's because they're all intertwined. And honestly, I'm actually glad you brought this up with the fucking... Keep hitting the fucking mics. <laughs> I spent I spent all this time setting it up, and I just fuck it up the whole time. But you might as well, man, just I'm, fuck everything up. I'm glad you brought up the the Marvel thing so early because I can't. I don't have that much fucking time. I just don't. Seriously, for the movies or for, for like the comics? No, for the not for the well. No, I mean for like the movies and the TV shows. Oh, okay. I mean, what do you have? You have Arrow, Iron Fist, Flash, Flash, Luke Cage. Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. Dude, yours is on Netflix right now. We're not even in the movies. Yeah. Like, yo, yeah. these are shows. Yeah, these are TV shows, and they're all intertwined. All the shows are intertwined with each other, and they intertwine with the movies. And then you get into the big-budget movies, and it's like, I just want to watch a dude in a costume kick some ass. And have, right. like, a moral mm. like a moral question that he has to answer. That's it. That's all I want. And they're making it huge for me, and it, which is awesome, right? Yeah. It's cool that they're doing it. But it's also I'm 25 years old. I got shit to do. I can't Seriously. sit around and binge I know, shit. All I know day. what you mean. Yeah. Well, I guess to, on the same note though, they're probably targeting more than just the 20s demographic. They're probably like we want to get the kids involved too. Like kids have more time. Of course. You know, the the 12 year olds that just love Superman and the Hulk to death. I would just show them Jessica Jones first. <laughs> And then that way I don't have to waste any more fucking nah, time. Nah, Daredevil, man. Daredevil. Daredevil first? <laughs> Absolutely. I only saw like the first two episodes of Daredevil. Was it <laughs> Thank you. Oh my god, thank you. I thought I was the only one. Really? Seriously. Oh, I just couldn't. Because it's too much. It's like, because people are like, because it drops, right? Right. So Daredevil drops and everybody's like, it's the greatest fucking show in the world. And everybody jerks each other off for the mm-hmm. for the hype for it. Yep. And then in a month, nobody ever talks about it. I haven't heard anybody talk about Daredevil. Until it's been, it's been a while. But when season two dropped absolutely everybody was talking about walking dead same oh scenario walking i got a beef with the walking dead though bro. i do too actually i How do too i'm gonna do those half season finales uh well the i i can kind of see it because you know they gotta jump over the holidays and stuff and then yeah. the super bowl they right. gotta jump over that my beef with it is the, one they stray from the comic book like a lot and they just ch- they've changed so much with this attempt to be progressive, you can tell that they were trying to be the pioneers in certain rights of some sort. Like, I heard recently, like, I, I had stopped watching after season, I want to say it was season five, uh, half of season, season five going into six. And I had just heard, you know, that Rick, spoiler alert, everyone. Oh, spoilers. We're throwing the spoilers Mute out there. now. Mute <laughs> now. <laughs> that Rick and Michonne are a thing. Oh. Yeah. And I'm I'm like, come on. Is this really like that did not happen at all in the comics whatsoever. So it's just Well, like, isn't that now because I know that they I know that obviously The Walking Dead it did stray from the comics, but is that good or is that bad? Or is it is it bad or is it good? Because I think it could be bad because it's just like every other 
movie or show that strays away where it's like they're not following it at all it feels like it's not the real thing anymore it's just somebody else writing mm. with the same characters and the same theme uh or i'm sorry the same area or whatever mm. but is that good because then the people who like it you almost get a second story out of it because it's still as i understand I, i've watched very very little of the walking dead i've been a very much a third party in the whole thing this mm. whole walking dead yeah where is you get to have watch the comics and then you get rewarded for watching the comics by being able to watch a, watch the TV show where things play out differently rather than it being a totally different story. Yeah. Right. Well, the thing is, it's the same writer. Like, they, they brought the writer of the comic book and he's a producer on the show. So, okay. you, you know, and he has said that he's he wanted to change things about it. Now, Grant, I thought that some of the things they changed, like... In the very first season with the CDC, that did not happen in the comics. They never went to the CDC. And what's the CDC? I, I remember Center I, for I, Disease I, Control. Okay, they so they do go to the Center for Disease Control in the show? In the show, yeah. In the comic book, they found a gated community and they stayed in there. And I thought that was just, that's where like the, the famous line came where Rick goes, we are the walking dead. Uh, that It came from that part in the comic. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Did he say it in the, in the show? He didn't say till like fairly recently, I think, that we are the Walking Dead, like way down the line. And everybody watching was like, "Dude, like we're waiting for the, we're <laughs> waiting, so deep. we're waiting for the line drop. Come on, just it's give like, it, to just us. give it to us." It's like in the Suicide Squad <laughs> yeah. when, uh, when Deadshot's like, "What are we, some kind of Suicide Squad?" <laughs> and it's like, "There it is, full circle, Man. done." <laughs> done it's like thank cue, cue the credits let's go and we're done here and that's the paycheck <laughs> i mean i haven't really checked out like too much walking dead my whole idea behind just like shows in general it's all like a business thing at the end of the day you have a network and the networks who's allowing you to have your show on there so if they're worried about like ratings and like all that other stuff <laughs> i'm sure that they're gonna make small tweaks here and there to try to increase the viewer base Kind of like what he was talking about with the whole, maybe we need to get the entire demographic out there. Like, aside from Comic-Con, most of the people that are going to be dressing up like the superheroes are going to be the little kids anyway. So they can't have it to be too graphic, like a Logan. They have to kind of tone it down and make it sort of like PG, but at the same time, still appeal to like the hardcore fan base. The Mm. people who are in and out of those comic book shops on a day in and day out basis spending yeah. paychecks and shit like yeah You're right you gotta broaden your market out yeah it's, it's the people that you that you appeal to is such a niche market that you, you can't make money off of it if you were to make a comic book i'm sorry if you were to make a tv show that follows that comic book because half of your half the people who like that comic book they don't want to see the show because they've already read the fucking book exactly why you know you already know the ending mm. uh, and then you're right and you have to you have to appeal to a wider market so you do have to change stuff up to make it profitable which i don't know about you guys i think the walking dead's profitable Oh, I think they without did. Without a doubt. <laughs> just without a little a bit. Mission yeah. accomplished. Now just write it over again. Yeah, seriously. So, so accomplishable that they made two shows. <laughs> two separate shows. Did they? Fear yeah, the they Walking have like Dead. A prequel now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's uh, like a whole different story and everything. And it's what? like on its fourth season. I'm so out of the loop. Yeah. It's like Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I haven't seen Better Saul Call Saul, yeah, Better Call Saul yet, but I have seen Breaking Bad. And I've seen the phenomenal. first two episodes of Better Call Saul, and I was like, I feel like I could really like this. It's just I never got to sit down on it. Was it like it came on like a Monday night? Oh no, I know that there's going to be a point in time like I'm always late on shows, but like yeah. when I find that show, I just 
fucking binge, dude. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just have to binge. Like, well, Breaking, Breaking Bad was like that. Oh, yeah. Breaking Bad. What a show. Breaking Bad, I think, is a show. And I guess we should do spoilers. Yeah, we're going to be talking about Breaking Bad now. Yeah. Is that, if you guys are okay with talking spoilers, have you both seen it all the way through? Yeah. I've seen it all yeah. the way through. I think everybody has yeah. now. Anybody listening yeah. should have seen it. But uh, we're still going to throw the spoiler tag yeah. out there. <laughs> Here, anybody listening, if you haven't seen The Walking... Oh, I'm sorry. If you haven't seen Breaking Bad yet, pause this. Go watch it. Come back. We'll be here waiting. Seriously. It's worth it. Go okay, ahead. good. You're back. Okay, great. Now we can talk. <laughs> Thank you for coming back. It's been a week. <laughs> that I think Breaking Bad is a show... It's like, what if you let the bad guy win? Mm. It's like watching a bad guy become formed. Because really, it's all about perspective when it comes to good guy versus bad guy. It, but since, you know, to loop it back around to comic books is that the the fight versus good and evil is all just a story of perspective. It's Damn. it's whoever whoever's story that you're viewing it from, you consider that person the hero. Mm. And like really when you think about it, Breaking Bad, all of his actions are fairly justified when you now that you're seeing the backstory of why he's making those decisions. Yes. If he's got a <laughs> shit life, his fucking son is is, you know, has this debilitating disease, his wife is a fucking cunt. Uh, Damn. And, you know, and every, yeah. like, nobody appreciates him. And he's, like, such a smart guy. And he's so great. He's dying from cancer. Yeah, he's dying from cancer. <laughs> and he drives the the most stupid-looking car in the world <laughs> in the worst color. But it defined him, I think. It does. The cars of that show are, I think, one of the most underappreciated aspects. Absolutely. The fact that, what's the cop guy, the beat cop? Oh, um. His brother? No, 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 no. Where he goes, shut the fuck up, Walter. He's the cop, the one, uh, Mike, Mike. Yes. Mike. Oh, yes. oh. Mike, oh, he's an airman trout or cop, whatever. Is he? No, he, well, uh, one of He his, was a detective. Yeah, he, he was like said, a retired. I used to yes. Yes. I used to be a beat cop. Yeah. That's how I always remember him. He's the old beat cop. But I don't really know what else to call him except for like a henchman. Yeah. He's a he fucking badass, is who he was. He's a fucking badass. Mike is my favorite character. But yeah, he was he, great. He drives Buicks through the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Every car he drives is a Buick. Yeah. And Saul, he always drives a Cadillacs. Mm-hmm. And like the cars. I, I, I know this is like this is like things I notice when watching Breaking Bad is like I'm like, man, what kind of car are they driving now? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like a wannabe gearhead. Are they all American cars now that I think about it? Like I'm starting to remember Walt so. Jr. had the Challenger. Yeah, he, he had got the Challenger. Challenger. Walt had the Chrysler three hundred. Yeah, that's I don't it. remember then, yeah. what his wife was driving though. Uh she was like it wasn't like a not like a, it was it was a station wagon. I think. Was it like a Pontiac Aztec? No, that's what like he had. That was he had. Okay, he had, okay. He had, he had okay. the Aztec. But yeah, Pontiac. But they had they had Fucking that. Pontiac. It's all American cars. Yeah, they had the station wagon, which is GM. I what? believe. This is crazy. Oh, shit. <laughs> we just figured out the like the biggest Easter egg of Breaking Bad. <laughs> Make America great again. What? No. <laughs> and there goes our clients. <laughs> Well, I guess Thank we're you never for joining us I'm today. Well, I no guess we're never getting those sponsorships. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh boy! No, but like, um, so like you see that like in Breaking Bad, he's just like his life is shit, so he does something about it, and it just totally fucks him over. But it's mm-hmm. also he has this internal like superiority conflict, superiority he, complex. The tragic hero, the tragic flaw, I should say. Yeah, he has it. Mm-hmm. So we could even see, it's like, who's supposed to be the hero? Like, who is the anti-Walter? Mm. Except for fucking everybody. It, it's like, everybody else is bad, but they're really just as bad as him. So he's not really a hero in it. So I think that Breaking Bad is a story about just watching a hero. I'm sorry, watch it, watching a villain be created. Well, I think J- Jesse Pinkman would probably be more like an anti-Walter. Because as 
as it progressed, you kind of, well, I, I th- one thing I found interesting was at the very beginning, Jesse was like, oh, we should, we should totally, let's, let's make meth. Let's make lots of money. Cause you make the greatest stuff. And Walt was like, I'm a teacher, man. I got a family. I can't be doing this. And as the show progressed, then he totally does. Yeah, he he want he wants this money. He needs that. He wants to. He progressively gets worse and worse. Whereas Jesse, he falls in love with a girl mm-hmm. who has a son, mm-hmm. and he he actually starts to fix himself a little bit. And right. he now he's the hesitant one. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, end. I didn't think about that. The mm-hmm. roles kind of switch. Yeah, they they progressively switch as you know, and of course they both have their trials throughout it that change them and completely different ways mm-hmm. it's all a metaphor for life when you think about it if we didn't have different things in our life and our lives that kind of drew us into that show mm-hmm. it wouldn't be so appealing like think about walt at the beginning and think about him at the end and how much he had that desire for money it wasn't even really that money was the thing it was security right there was never enough money that was going to make him feel secure enough so when he went that Skyler and Walt and like his baby and everything, they were going to be good. It's a metaphor for life. Like even when you're rich, mm. everybody's still going for that next dollar. Right. To the point where, you know, like corporations don't really give a fuck about if you're sick or your baby's, you know, ill or whatever. If you're not in that seat at that certain time. Well, there goes our corporate sponsors. Be... Yeah. That might... <laughs> <laughs> corporate sponsors. Corporate sponsors. Fuck the yeah, man. We got, we got a bunch of corporate sponsors looking at us. So, uh, <laughs> guess we're... Well, I guess we're going to be grassroots forever. <laughs> oh, <guys. laughs> sorry. No, it's really interesting, though. Sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, so, first section, uh, our first segment that I want to get into is the What You're Working On It segment. What You're Working On It. So, this is where we just talk about because I think a big part of the being grassroots and just where we're going is everybody can be something, but it's where you're going. Right. What is the current thing that you're striving towards? And we're really interested in that on the show. Uh, Jimmy, you started off last time, so could you start right. off again? So, Jimmy, what you working on? Uh, well, I got a I got a list of things, got but I'm list. just gonna I'm just gonna pick one thing. I've been uh, I've been trying to read up on the uh, Sherlock Holmes series. Very, I picked up like a a volume of them. There's two novel like volumes of the novels that are like thick as can be. Wait, Sherlock the books or Sherlock's the show? Uh, the books. Oh wow, you're going old school. Yeah, I'm. I'm going. I do. I haven't wa- seen a book in ages. <laughs> I eventually, do want to get into the show. That's but... one of those. Uh, there's one of those tablets that you can use offline, right? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the, little, the little paper things the that they call the batteryless pa- uh, tablets. Right. <laughs> Solar so, powered, I think. Uh, yeah, and I, the books, they're whew, they are a read and a half. Like I find myself going back and reading, like the same. I want to say paragraph at least five times trying to like put myself back with that old English because it's so so they do talk pretty much they a lot a lot of it is old fashioned talk like they instead of saying family or bloodline they say kin ooh um, that kind of shit yeah okay so like but like not full Shakespeare yeah not we're not going where are thou no oh, we're not no. going Shakespeare where are thou kin yeah <laughs> dost thou want these hands thou dost not <laughs> yeah, but like it it's taking me an extra long just because like and i'll actually google some of these phrases that they use because i just have no idea what they mean you're reading above your grade level kid for real okay maybe i am <laughs> <laughs> so that's what i've been working on for a while now 
So, like, when you read for somebody like me who buys books because they look super appealing Mm. and then they just sit and collect dust, when you're actually reading, are you, like, reading to yourself in your head in, like, a specific voice or, like, a specific cadence? How do you retain the information? Because most of the time when I go to read, Mm -hmm. I forget the information, so I'm like, what's the point in even sitting down if I'm just going to forget it, like, five minutes later? Well... It's a good question. I actually really love the Sherlock Holmes movies, the ones with Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law. So as I'm like, and I watched those two movies at least a dozen and a half times because they were just that good. And it, I was like, you know, I just want to read all of the stories. And so when I'm reading it, I just picture it like reading it because like the whole the movies and the books are told as like a narrative from uh, Dr. Watson, you know, Holmes's companion. He's telling the story. So I read it, read it in my head as if I'm Jude Law. Oh, shit. Like his, okay. like his accent. When I visualize what's going on from the books, I visualize Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law in these stories. Oh, gotcha. So you wow. kind of have like almost like a play in your head with right. you get to insert your own characters. Yeah. I make, I, me personally, to help myself read is uh, my internal monologue for my head. Uh, it's just like Captain Barbados from Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, Gar, one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Ah, what you doing on me, shit fish? <laughs> Parlay. Parlay, fish. Yo, I can't. Are they coming out with a new movie? Yeah, it's coming out next month. What the fuck? Oh, shit. It's the last one. Hopefully. <laughs> it, no, I think... It's De- more of an expiration date. I think Johnny Depp has said this is his last one. Yo, Johnny Depp wants that paycheck. Okay. I'm actually excited about that. This new one. Dead Men Tell No Tales. Gar. <laughs> I got me three fish on me ship. <laughs> Gar, what light be on you, Winder Blake? <laughs> well, Juliet is the sun. Or maybe I'm the sun. I don't know. I didn't read it. So speaking of actually, it's f- funny that you mentioned like books, is I did pick up the complete works of William Shakespeare. Because when I'm drunk, I think I have a way better reading level and way more patience than I actually do. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So there I am, feeling buzzed in a Barnes & Noble, and I walk out with three Dr. Seuss books, the complete works of William Shakespeare, and a Pusheen notebook. And your total was 98, 97, because <laughs> that shit is high. <laughs> One question before you continue. What? Why the jump from Dr. Seuss to William Shakespeare? Because I was like, you know what, I should... So, actually, so the first time I ever had, like, any exposure to William Shakespeare was actually through a play called uh, Shakespeare Abridged. And it's really just, like, a comedy play about the works of Shakespeare. I know. Sounds super exciting. It was really funny. And I watched, like, the movie of it, and then I actually went and saw the play. Mm, And ever since there, I'm like... And they make it accessible in the play so that you understand what's going on. And, like, it's still very funny, even if you haven't seen all Shakespeare. But Mm. then I was like, damn, I saw that play, like... Five years ago, I should actually figure out what the fuck they're talking about. And then I'm sure I'd like it a lot more. I'd have to go back and watch the abridged thing again. Mm. You totally just helped me realize, like, why I didn't like reading and why, like, all this makes sense. So, like, Shakespeare, my experience, my exposure to it was Macbeth in high school Mm -hmm. and Romeo and Juliet and shit like that. I read through Romeo and Juliet in, like, ninth grade. I was not with it. I was like, fuck this romance shit. And then... In 12th grade, Macbeth, we were reading it, and then towards the end of the year, when nobody feels like doing everything, anything, everybody's about to graduate, we got prom and shit to worry about, 
my teacher played the movie. And all of a sudden, Macbeth was, like, fucking exciting as shit. I'm like, oh, this dude is hard. Like, he's crazy. Yeah, like, yeah. yo, shit. Macbeth's a thug. Yeah, but if I would have visualized it the way that he's visualizing it, when I'm reading it, maybe it, it uh-huh. helps me, you know, enjoy the experience a little bit more, put myself in there. Yeah. As one yeah. of the characters. And really, when you think about it, you're not really supposed to read Shakespeare. They're plays. They're supposed to be seen. Mm. Oh, okay. So, so you really have to visualize that. Yeah. Now Shakespeare, he didn't use a lot of staging. Like he didn't like in in the place he doesn't give like a lot of direction as to like where the characters like are. Like the cues and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The cues and uh, blocking. It's called blocking for mm. for stage. So there's really no blocking or no directions as to as to that kind of things. Right. So you kind of have to imagine it. And if you do do the plays, they have to kind of work out how to do that because there's not really a lot of direction and. That's another way. To, it just makes it a lot easier. That's just something that Shakespeare just fucking omitted that he was going to let whoever was putting the production on handle that. Mm-hmm. And that adds so much more to the story because you realize it, this wasn't just a play to be to be read. It, there's supposed to be additional production behind that. There's supposed right? to be a performance. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Damn, now I know why he's so fucking great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, like some people, if you don't Not to mention he created it, the dictionary, essentially. Yeah, damn. I, love I didn't know that. I love it. Like, he he really, came up with most of the words. There's a really great meme online, and it's it's like almost like the historical memes, where it's like memes, but it's like with pictures of like oil paintings. Right. Like yeah. old oil paintings. And one of them's like, it's like just a guy just like really offended, like looking at some paper. And it's like, William, what? You're just making up words. You can't do that. <laughs> he's like, elbow? What the fuck is elbow? And it's just a picture of Shakespeare, and he's like, it's on your arm. It's the bendy bit. <laughs> and it's like, he Damn. invented the word elbow. We had nothing. We This was not a... What do you, what'd you call that? I'm sure they had like forearm. But Is it because it's like L-shaped? <gasps> Maybe. Yo, elbow. Elbow. Uh, it bows. But how did he know that this was an L? Was like... The letter L was okay. still around. Okay. All right. All right. So they had like... No, because I know that like the alphabet evolved into a different thing over time. So Little known know. fact that uh, that Shakespeare had an addiction. He was hooked on phonics. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. It helped inspire him like Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> I don't think he was hooked on phonics. I think he, he was, was hooked on a couple other A things. lot of other things. Uh, so, Sean, what, what you working on? Oh, man. I'm working on a lot of stuff right now. Working on helping out my boy with this new soap company that he's coming out with, Quantum Seeds. Just developing all natural soap. I'm developing personally. I'm working on my music every single day, whether it's through my OP1 little small portable synthesizer I just got. This is a big thing for you, this synthesizer. Yeah, oh my god, dude. He kept, man, Yeah, I brought it over. Oh my god. I brought it over. He brought out like the guitar. We had like a whole jamming session. And you would think just looking at the thing... It looks like it's just like a small Game Boy. Like, it has little cartoon graphics and shit. Oh, I, I guess my invitation got lost in the mail. Uh, <laughs> ah, damn. I'm just kidding. Oh, no, I just didn't invite music you. and shit? I, I love music to death. I, I was learning to play drums for a little bit, but I just haven't really picked it up since then. Why'd you stop? Um, I don't have my own kit. Oh, man. <laughs> That's the thing is, I think that... Cause that's the hardest part for me. Well, and owning a drum kit's difficult because it's just it's so fucking loud. You have yeah. to get like an electric kit. Yeah, I live like in an apartment, apartment complex, so I can't exact. And an electric drum kit's like twice as expensive. I can get them for I think get them for like four hundred bucks or something like that, which is about the the price of a of a normal drum kit. Anything I think for drum kits, I think if minimum is four hundred bucks for yeah. whatever you get across the board. Anything lower than that, it's pretty much like you're not gonna actually want to play on it. Yeah. But so you have. 
Because, of course, you made the intro song. Yeah. And, and you make a lot of music because you're on SoundCloud and we have you linked in the description and we, you know, we'll make sure to link it in the description of this video. I appreciate uh, and, that, by the way. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, we gotta, we, we want to make sure we give credit where credit's due. Because, like, we've been listening to it a lot. Even before you came over, we had it, like, playing and, like, just kind of trying to get an idea of, like, what your sound is. Right. Now, I... Well, how would you describe your sound, if you could? Honestly, my sound, the way that I would describe it, is if I just had a blank canvas and I was just sitting in the room and I just took a whole bunch of colors and just started throwing shit on there and kind of just start making a mess, in a sense... Once I have that mess, I just find little pieces that I like. Because I don't have like a traditional music theory upbringing or anything. I didn't start out playing the piano as a kid. I actually really sucked as a kid. I had a keyboard when I was in like first grade. And I remember the keys, they lit up. And Fur Elise was the song that was like the thing that got me into music. It was like that. I thought that that was so fucking crazy. But then there was like a next part to it like that little middle oh. section that they just go crazy on oh yeah i was just like wow <laughs> i don't know if i'll ever be able to do that so when i create music i kind of just put my own approach on it i start out differently every time i don't have like a set template or anything i just kind of jump right into it and then as i start to create i'll find little pieces that i like and then i'm like okay well i'll keep that but i don't like this so i'll take that out and just constantly just throwing like a collage together. Like I think of it as like a mixed media art project. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I might want to cut out pieces of a magazine, throw it on the canvas, glue it on there. Maybe I'll take out some gel pens or maybe I feel like taking a Sharpie on there. Maybe I just feel like taking a fucking torch to it and just, you know, burning it to a crisp and then seeing how that looks. Because, I mean, like you were saying earlier, it's all about perception. Perception is key. So, you know, if this is the way that I'm feeling, I might have some tracks that sound more angry than others i might have some that sound more mechanical than others and it's just kind of like a glimpse into where my mind is at that time so i don't really think of it as like a song i just kind of think of it as like a way for me to kind of get my emotions out since i kind of you know keep all that in on the inside i don't really know how to express that kind of stuff it's a great way to channel how you're feeling yeah yeah well put. therapeutic very nice I know uh, I would even describe your sound as it's almost like a like a minor chill step. Yeah. Like okay. if I do imagine I, I completely it. agree with that. One. Okay. Yeah, uh, we definitely uh, I definitely got the feeling that when I'm listening to the music, I can feel where I'm at. I feel the environment that you want me to be in. And Good. I think that's the most powerful thing mm. uh, that an artist can do is to make make its listener feel more engrossed in whatever whatever you're trying to tell them. I think that you very much communicate that well and, and very uh, very vibrantly appreciate uh, i i was actually listening to it and i and i thought this guy took this from a video game this has got to be from a video game. <laughs> like i feel like like this is an like this is music that's trying to tell me where i'm at like trying to convince me that i'm in like like a dark alleyway it's or it's music that's trying to convince me that i'm in a in this industrial setting i'm in this factory this this running factory as opposed to a factory that's not working that's silent and it's echoey this one is is still echoey and it's and it's moving and it's producing something and i think it was i think it's great i i do you have you considered uh, uh, working with anybody in that produces anything visual like a video game like maybe i would i would personally love to do it myself i don't really know too many people who are like open to the idea of having like music to go with their visualizations or whatever but honestly at this point i'm down to work with pretty much anybody who's trying to be positive 
anybody who's just open-minded to new ideas and things like that like mm-hmm. obviously if we start working together and you think that something sounds shitty i want you to be completely open and honest because mm-hmm. when i'm making something that's not just for me it's mm-hmm. like you said it's it's to put you in some sort of environment it's to kind of let you know how my thought process is because i feel like i'm kind of different in the way that i think some people when they think they might just be able to go to a specific thought, pull it out like it's in some sort of drawer, retrieve it like it's their car keys, and then take off. Yeah. With me, I kind of just am going, 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 going. I don't really know when to stop. So, you know, I might be feeling a certain type of way. But going back to the visualization, I've never really worked with anybody personally, but I'm definitely down to the idea. I'm getting closer to that step where I can start learning how to do visualizations. And I've already been on YouTube research and stuff that there's actually there's actually a new instrument that's coming out by the same company teenage engineering that created the op1 that i have called the opz oh and it doesn't have a screen on it because your devices become the screen so you could have a cell phone or a tv or a laptop and that becomes your screen so as you're making the music they have visualizations that are built in and visualizations that you can create on the instrument and it kind of goes in tune. Like, you can even have it tempo-based with whatever your music oh, wow. is. Wow. Oh, man, it's so neat. I can't wait for that to Man, drop. they should be sponsoring this podcast because you're talking this thing oh, up. Dude, I, oh, my God. Teenage engineering. Watching that preview video just oh, now. Oh, my God. <laughs> Love all the of your products. Heavy breathing. <laughs> <laughs> breathing heavily. <laughs> Intensity intensifies. Yeah. Seriously. Talk about music all day. That's good. That's yeah. good. No, that's that's awesome. Well, good. I hope there's nothing you have to do for the next 12 hours. <laughs> We're going to be cutting this down a lot. A lot. <laughs> what if we just release a 12-hour podcast? The Endless Podcast. <laughs> the, end- the Endless Episode. It'll be like a charity event. It will be. Oh, my gosh. For every $10, Sponsored by Twitch. We, will, we will go for another hour. <laughs> People just donate constantly just to torture us. Shit. <laughs> I like it. No, it's, that's. I think it's really great, and I think that I think a little bit of networking and and getting you out there to those to people that want to be part of a project, that's going to take you really really far. Or at least I think that would be an interesting avenue to go to because a lot of people and like you're on SoundCloud, and we all know like, we see a lot of SoundCloud rappers, right? Right. And they're just they're drowning each other out. They're all mm-hmm. screaming at the same spot, and it's you can't hear anybody because right. it's just it, there's just so much. Right. I think that by trying to go down alternate forms of getting your music out there i think that's the way to go personally okay. personally now of course you know like I said, we, we have a very very small following here but it, it's mm. about finding that niche that right. nobody that that maybe isn't quite as filled with fame and glory you know right. right because if you if you put in the time and i think this is true for anything if you put in the time and you and you really give something your all it'll take you much much farther than wanting to do something to get famous or to get money because that's gonna that goes away Right. You know, fame mm. is not as good of a energy as a positive energy as I think just doing something that you like to do. Right. For music, it's deeper than that for me. Like a lot of people do music to get famous. A lot of people do it because they love it and everything. I did music because it was the first thing I didn't give up on, honestly. As a kid, all I did was sit around, play video games, you know, fuck around like most kids do. Go outside and play, come in when it gets dark, go to sleep, wake up, go to school. I didn't do my homework even though I lied and said I always did it. Like, that was just the kind of person mm-hmm. that I was. Didn't really give a fuck about school, but I was always getting A's on the test. Like, teachers would always think I was cheating, but who was mm-hmm. I cheating off of? Because mm-hmm. whoever I was sitting next to was trying to look over at you're my plagi- You're plagiarizing off your future self. Yeah, you know? 
<laughs> I stole that from Watsky, I think. Damn. I love Watsky. Yo, isn't oh, yeah. he going to be at like Warp Tour or something random like that? Is he? I think he is. Yeah. I think he is. You might have to look that I'll up. Go but, yo, I'm, I'm going to go sure. see Watsky. Yeah, I would love to. Yo, are you dead serious right I'll now? Because I will go to fucking Warp Tour if you will go just because uh, Watsky. I'm like, not sure if I'll go to Warp Tour for Watsky. That's an uh, expensive ticket, but I would like. Like, if Watsky wasn't in, in the area, I would go get a Watsky ticket and go, oh, go see that. No fucking questions. Oh, asked. yeah. Totally. Like, no undercard or anything? Like, just straight Watsky? I would watch Watsky. There? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Nice. I saw, like, a few... I've seen highlights from his from his concerts, and it looks really, really cool. It looks like he really does try to, like, put on that, that show. Right. Rather than just do his music and leave. That's the worst thing ever. Oh, yeah. When you love an artist... Well, not, like, love an artist, but you love their music and everything. I mean, maybe I saw some show. I mean, whatever. Oh, my God. It's so disappointing, like, when the artist doesn't really care about being there, like, on time or doesn't really care about their performance, but you're so emotionally invested into their music, Mm -hmm. it kind of fucks you up in a way. Yo, like, not trying to put anybody on blast or anything. Put them on blast. I love this band, but I'm just going to throw it out there. One year, I was at Warp Tour. And I went to go see Of Mice and Men. Oh, shit. They were supposed to come out at a certain time, Uh and they didn't. Now... Austin Carlisle, he was going He's through like all, him. no, no, no. He was, going, <laughs> he was going through like all sorts of like health troubles and shit like that. So at the end of the day, when you think of somebody as a musician, you don't think about like their personal life or anything like that. Just at a glance, you're thinking, yeah. oh, they're a musician. It's their job. They gotta be there. Blah 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 blah. So I mean, it could have been for whatever reason. I didn't know what the reason was. All I know was we were out there. It was fucking pouring its ass off. <laughs> we're out there and everybody's cheering. But nobody's coming out. And you're just like, damn. I was so looking forward to this for like a good five to six months. And they only showed up for one song. And then they didn't. Well, what? They showed up for, they played one fucking song. They might have played one or two. But yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a big Oh, we're talking like a 35, 40 minute delay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. Well, I kind of wanted to ask a question regarding that was, you know, I'm sure a lot of, all of us have been to that concert that, didn't blow you away nearly what you hoped it would be. And then you've been to those concerts that just you were talking about for the next two years after. Like the concerts that just blew you away. Where there's one artist that disappointed you live. One artist that blew you away and made you love them forever. Ooh, that's so, a good one. Oh, so you want me to actually like... Yeah, yeah, okay. we'll, we'll go right, around. We'll go yeah. around. Okay. Do you want me to go first? you want to go first? You go first. All right. So, so what is it? It's, it's a band that disappointed you live, as okay. opposed to the studio versions. All right. And then a band who's who's better live than their studio version. Ooh, that's oh. tough. Okay. Ah, uh, what band was better live? I'm not fucking sure. I will say, I mean, because it's easy for me to say, like, what was my my favorite concert I've ever went to was my first concert ever, and that was a Green Day concert. I love them. I love fucking Jealous. Green Day. What? Jealous. Jelly? I went out, I got, because I saw them when they were doing their American Idiot tour, when they were on top of the fucking world. Yeah, I did too. American mm-hmm. Idiot had like, like half that album was nothing but hits. And Damn. that was like the first album I ever bought with my own money as a kid. Yes. And then my mom took me to go see them live at, I don't know where. And I mean, it was fucking pyrotechnics and fucking the oh. Billy Joe, the main singer. He's like fucking running across the fucking stage back and forth. It right. sounded just like their album. Like, they, they fucking got it still. And I never was more impressed with a band. And there has never been a concert that has ever reached that pinnacle for me. Now, yeah, I, I'm trying to think of, like, what band I was, like, disappointed in. Um, 
You know what? It was probably the first time I saw My Chemical Romance. Really? Oh, My fuck. Chemical Romance. Wow. The first time I saw them, don't mind, get me wrong, they were good, but then you realize how, and I think the only reason that I was this disappointed was because I just, I saw Green Day, and then, and I, like, I had saw that, that was the best fucking concert ever, I'd seen a few concerts after that, and then I went and saw My Chemical Romance, and they, they didn't sound as good as their album. There was a lot of, you could tell there was a lot of editing that gets done in the production studio, especially with the lead singer's voice. He, and don't get me wrong, I mean, you listen to the fucking album and you're like, how the fuck is he doing that? And then you see him live, you're like, oh, he can't do that. <laughs> right. You're like, that makes total sense now. That's totally, their production, they're, I think, totally like a studio band. They're broken up now, which is probably for the better. It's it like was seeing a model that's not photoshopped in real life like yeah you see right what she actually looks like and you're like holy fuck yeah yeah it's like he's like man they did some they did some brushing on her a little bit. yeah they did some doctoring. <laughs> yeah and uh so i think that that for me that's what it was i'm sure there's others i'm sure i'll think of some more but but that's how i have um but yeah well band that definitely sounds a lot better live than they do on their album and their album is fucking terrific both of their albums are terrific but when I went to go see Volumes, it's like a metalcore band, mm-hmm. Volumes, oh my god. Like you were saying, when you listen to an album and you hear somebody's energy, yes. it's like one thing. But when you see like somebody, a metalcore singer, and you see all their fucking veins popping out, oh. and you see the sweat dripping, you actually see like tears coming down and shit. Like when they get really personal... It separates it from... His eyes are fucking popping out of his fucking skull. But it separates it from, like, people who are doing it for the money and the fame and then people who actually care about what they are delivering to their audience. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, for that, for them, it was like, that's the first show they've ever done forever. Yeah. It's like, you do the first show over and over and over again. You don't do the first, and then there's the other shows. It's You always do the show. You're always there. The show. Absolutely, and it's got to be a show. Like it, it can't just be like eh, it's just like another show. It's got to be that show. Mm. Like it's got to be the shit. And you could tell that when they come out, it's just like it's like fucking game time. But it's not like a job or anything. It's just like yo, like we truly care about this genre. We truly care about the people who support us. The people who've been there since day one. The brand new fans. Like some people kind of like bash on the new group of fans. Like. Oh, I used to like this band before all these mainstream people came in. And nah, man, it's not even about that. At the end of the day, it's about the music. If you like the music, if it just happened to touch you at this time period, it's just meant to be. Yeah, no, yeah. very true. What about you, Jim? Oh, I, wa- I would have loved to have said Green Day because they are also my favorite band. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember, I took, Don't let you- I took you to a concert. Get I almost- out of it! Oh, I also shit. took you to a second R. one. R.I.P. <laughs> Charlie Murphy. But oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Charlie Murphy. Gotta acknowledge that, man. Oh. Moment of silence. Goodbye, darkness, my old friend. Sorry to cut yep. you off, my brother. Charlie Murphy. But I think to to be different, or you know, not the same answer. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Lincoln Park mm. as like someone live. They are just phenomenal. Oh yeah, I've seen them live. They they're, are. They're fucking good. They, you know, Chester's like jumping up and down running across the stage like crazy they have all these like laser um visuals going and they have like a lcd oh, screen they got like the lc the the screen behind them th- uh showing a whole bunch of really cool stuff um the, i i just remember one concert in particular you in the song i did not think that there was this much like going into it 
but like halfway through the song they brought out like a whole like row of like drums it was like a set of like 15 different drums and like they had the the bassist came up um you know mike came up from the piano mike who's the the guy that raps shinoda yeah um oh mike shinoda though Mm -hmm. um and then they had um the guitarist, they all came up and they all played a certain part of the drums. Oh, that's fucking the, cool. And like, like they, they were like, boom, 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 boom. And like, it just looked really, really all in cool. in unison. Yeah. It just looked, and like, they're jumping around. Like, I was like, this is amazing. And then on the other hand, a band I was actually kind of disappointed with. And Grant, I saw it towards the end of uh, Tom DeLonge's time on in Blink One Eighty Two. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. It was Blink One Eighty Two? They they gave a bad concert. Well, Grant, one of the, Mark Hoppus had some um, voice issues. Like he was, you know, losing his voice. Like he was going hoarse that night from and, singing. And just the people. So you have you have Mark Hoppus, who's the bassist, and you have Tom DeLong, and he's the guitarist. He's the guitarist. And then we have Travis Barker on the drums. Yeah. Okay. Um. So. For the people at home that, that aren't familiar with Blink-182, people right. that have, that, you know, essentially Patrick Starr, if he was ever to listen to this, because he lives under a fucking rock. Exactly. I must be Patrick Starr because I don't know the people in there besides Travis Barker, so I'm learning shit, too. Well, that's okay, but you at <laughs> least you've heard of Blink-182. Okay. I've seen Blink, too. Yeah. It's okay. We're, okay, there you go. Yeah. We're white. We we It's, like, ingrained in us to know blink <laughs> It's all good, man. It's all good. We were born... You should have seen the black people at Firefly fucking jamming out the Blink, yo. Really? It was crazy. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, all fucking ages, all colors. All fucking shapes and sizes, you know. The world's becoming a very diverse place. Just the other day, I went mm-hmm. to a Seven Eleven and there was a white chick working behind the counter. What the fuck? I was like, damn, this—that's unheard of. Yeah, I was like, damn. <laughs> and I think she was hitting on me, and I can tell I'm getting a little bit older because I didn't pick up on it until after I left. Damn. <laughs> this is what happened. I don't mean to cut you off, but just real quickly. So I go into the Seven Eleven and I'm I'm picking up cigarettes for my friend, and I was like, oh, I want these. Da 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 da. And she's looking right at me. We're we're you know like parallel, you know, looking right at each other in the eyes. And she goes, okay, great. She turns around and then bends over without using her knees. Just presenting her what? ass to me. You know, like, at a, like I'm at a fucking art gallery. And nice. I look, and I look at him and I just go, huh. <laughs> <laughs> huh. And I'm like, that's not a good way to, to bend over. That can't be a comfortable. And like not picking up on it. And then she like, she, she pops back up. She turns around and she goes, and she has the biggest smile on her face. She goes, oh, here you go. Like, is there anything else you need? And I go, nope. And I'm gone. And, <laughs> and like, and I, I'm walking out to my car and I go, that was really weird. Why the fuck did she bend up? Oh. Damn. She was hitting on me. Like, it happens so little. I'm more surprised by it. <laughs> I never, like, I'm never aware that it's happening to kind of. Well, was it that you were just oblivious to being hit on? Or was it the fact that you were in shock that. She was a white girl. That it was a white girl. It was kind of all of it. Like I walked in, I was like, "Well, that's a little new." And then she like does that, and I was like, "Well, that's a little new as well." <laughs> Shit! After this podcast, you're gonna have to tell me what Seven Eleven you went to. Yeah, right. <laughs> she, was cute. she was cute. I know. She's doing magic tricks in there. Oh. Never with no knees. <laughs> I was just. I was, just I, was, I was like, her knees must hurt. <laughs> didn't even think about it. But I'm sorry. So you're saying about Blink One Eighty Two? So on top of you know Mark having his his voice issues, they just. They stood there and just sang. As soon as they got done a song, they they cracked a joke, like one or two jokes, and then just went right into the next song uh, and the next song. No fanfare. It, yeah, there was nothing. Like when they were like singing and all that stuff, like they just stood there. There wasn't like any interaction mm, gotcha. going on. I was like, 
And you're like, I paid a hundred bucks for this shit. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I was just slightly disappointed with that. I, st- I still thought it was a great show just because, you know, I love Blink-182 just as much, but... Their, their showmanship that night wasn't wasn't on par. I thought of another one that I saw at Project Revolution years ago, but at the same time I saw Blink-182. I'm sorry, uh, I saw Linkin Park. was I saw him. Oh, oh Disappointed. Shit. Really? Really? Disappointed. What about oh. CKY? I didn't see CKY. CKY's going to be a warped. I've never seen them before. Mm, yeah, I've never seen CKY. But yeah, I watched him and it was just like, it was kind of the same thing, but it's just like, they're just kind of there. They play a few songs. It didn't seem like they were really into it. Kind of like what you were saying. It's like, you can tell... When somebody, when like, it's like, that's the show yes. versus it's just another show. Yes. Right. It's like, it's just another paycheck. It's and I actually do think Green Day does a good job at that. Yeah. At making it like, this is the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely, yeah, they put that, right, that's, that's the difference is mm. how much heart and soul do you put into every time you go out on stage? This is like, this is your 5,000th time playing in front of people. But for everybody in that audience, that's the first and only time they're ever going to see you. Yes. What's the impression that you choose to make? Right, and I'm sure being on tour, we we always hear that how rigorous it is on on tours when you're part of a, a band or a, you're an artist that that's big, yeah. that that is that big. But you know there is that it's like who can who can deal with that? Who can who can take all that, leave it behind, and just do the fucking show and be 110 percent every time and put their whole fucking being into it? Mm-hmm. And then who's just there to to play the songs on pitch? You just described Chester from Lincoln Park. Like when you mentioned mm-hmm. Lincoln Park, dude, light bulb. Light bulb mm. went off because Linkin Park is like one of the main reasons why I even make music. Really? Yeah. When my dad, we used to take road trips and shit. He had one of those vehicles where it had like the screen and everything that popped out. So he would throw in like DVDs. He had a system and shit in there. So like ever since I was like three years old, my dad's had a system in his car. And I remember I used to sleep on the subwoofer. So like bass and all that other shit, I've always been like attracted to like Before just having thing. some sort of yeah, <laughs> just having some sort of just like loud fucking ah, you know what I mean? But yeah, like ah, well, ah. Oh. <laughs> Rick Ross grunt, Rick Ross grunt. But no, oh, like gosh. we used to watch this documentary. I don't remember if it was a Project Revolution one or if it was like their live in Texas or whatever it was, but. Just watching fucking Chester's emotions and how he would put himself in the song and how he would just be so fucking red in the face, dude. He would just be giving it his absolute all each and every night. And I'm just like looking at him like, how the fuck does he scream at the top of his lungs on a daily basis, like 40 tour dates and this one single tour? Like, how do they just passion dude yeah it's tough passion. i don't know how they do it drugs passion. i'm pretty sure it's drugs oh yeah a lot of drugs <laughs> lots of, drugs, of you know, lots alcohol. and lots of drugs well the thing with chester that i like is at the same time like he can express like how you know his anger in his songs yeah but at the same time like like with their softer ones like you can tell he's sad yes yeah. like just as good yeah puts that emotion into it. it's definitely great yeah mike mike too oh on yeah the beats dj or uh mr han Mr. Han, oh my, Mr. Han, yo, that's like one of my favorite tracks ever. You know what I'm talking about. Oh my God, Lincoln Park. Yo, going back to people who um, throw on like the best shows. I don't know if you guys are really into hip hop, but Travis Scott, Mm-mm, I'm not best familiar. fucking shows ever. Really? Yo, he has a chain. His chain is a no bystanders chain. It's like. 
one of those little i don't know what the actual official name of the symbol is what is the circle with the like line through the middle oh like almost like the traffic sign yeah yeah uh, kind of except know. it's not like turned sideways it's kind of like a diagonal line yeah it's, but it's, basically like a do not something yeah it's red yeah. and it has the white circle and then the white slash going through it yeah well it's like a person on fire no bystanders and his oh. sense of like a show is almost like a metal show like fucking mosh pits going everywhere. He's jumping in the fucking crowd. He has oh, people gosh. from the crowd jumping on the stage, jumping off the fucking stage back into the crowd. Right. When that I went to go show. see him at Made in America, he jumped into a fucking tree. Like <laughs> performing inside of the fucking tree. Like, yo. He if like, I ever show. do a show, that's what the fuck I'm <laughs> fucking show. I'm giving me some fruit. Yo. <laughs> Insane, <laughs> insane. That was man. That's what Watsky's missing. If Watsky has a has a tree at his show when we go see him, that's it. I know what's happening. That done. Night. I'm going to go see it. <laughs> so I want to get into the next section of the podcast. Uh, it's called the Ask Reddit section. Uh, what I did is I took I took questions that uh, on the popular site Reddit. There's a subreddit called Ask Reddit in which they somebody a anonymous user or a, or a user asks a question to the entire community and we get some interesting answers we also get some really interesting questions so i want to take the time to kind of ask you guys these ask you guys these questions get your feelings on them okay let's do it hit me okay so this comes to our first question and there's no particular order like i kind of just picked the ones that i think that we could relate to the most uh this question comes from user pushing daisies 21 (laughs) (laughs) the question is what is the pettiest reason you won't date someone over? Mm. And to kind of start things off, these were some of the top answers that, that were put on there, just to give us some, some fuel. One of the answers comes from the user 37-pieces-of-flare. And they said, broke up with a guy because the way he ate salad made me uncomfortable. Oh, shit. Oh, he was pretty much attacking it, chewing it with a lot of fervor and watching me while he ate. Oh, and that, that that ended it. How about Yikes. you? That would do for me. Yeah, I don't know. Like the watching while you're eating part. That that's probably what like made have, direct eye contact. I mean, great. Hey, he must have really loved his salad. But to watch someone else while you're eating the salad just gives it a whole degree of creepy. You're like, you know, to get him for his made. birthday, you know, to get him like a gift card to Salad Works. Like, <laughs> but you don't. You're not gonna go with him because it's fucking terrifying. It's like if I saw a girl like not like making eye contact with me and like doing that, but with a hot dog. Yeah. That would be terrifying. Yeah, I don't know, man. I see some chicks do some stuff with some hot dogs. Man. No, but I mean like like destroying a hot dog <laughs> on a hot dog. Like <laughs> making velociraptor yeah. sounds. <laughs> yeah. And then just like not make, make making like angry eye contact with you while you do it. Nope, no blow no oh, yeah, job that him. night. Nope. That. None. Nope. Mm. 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 So what is uh what's Petty's reason uh, that you won't date someone over? Mm. Honestly, would probably be just just table manners just manners in general for me yeah like if you're sitting at a table and you're like smacking your lips like obnoxiously loud like chewing really loud that that really but i don't want to hear you i don't want to hear that chewing Mm -hmm. oh yeah it's almost like a pet peeve yeah like any pet anything that's like a pet peeve it it just gets under my skin a little bit are these petty reasons because it's like i don't know if i'm like petty or what but like these sound like some pretty valid reasons man well i guess to you it's a valid reason but like what might seem petty to like other people yeah me me personally i know and you're right I, i think this goes along with like politeness and this has been said a lot but i never realized people did this 
is if you're not nice to like wait staff. Oh, oh yes. Like the second you get rude or you get angry, you really you can't control your anger. That's what it is. Mm. If you can't like keep yourself under control like in public or just in general, it's game over. Because the problem is then you end up being like you end up like apologizing for that person if you don't feel like they're in the wrong, mm-hmm. or, or if you feel like that that your person your uh, and then you're dating. embarrassed for because of your guests. Yeah, and they bring they bring you into a situation that, that they escalate out of nowhere, and you're mm-hmm. like, I don't want to be in here. But then you kind of need to defend that person now because it's like that's the person that you're with, mm-hmm. and you know you're trying to get laid that night, so Fuck you yeah. got to play along. Been there. That'd be one. What about you? Pettiest reason for me. Honestly, yo, if she's like a Cowboys fan or like a Red Sox <laughs> oh, fan or something like petty. that, if she's a fan of like the rival team, I don't know if it's going to work, man. If she's like, Marvel and you're DC. I would say that like we have to already be dating or something. Like we have to not have that conversation. That's the only way it's going to work out because if, you know, I just find out that or I don't know if it's really petty, but if she smokes cigarettes, you know, Ooh, uh, that's I a can't good one. Do that Ooh. one, man. I can't do it because then you smell like that when I'm just around you, you know, trying to cuddle up on you, and then all of a sudden, uh, nah, I can't do it, man. And and I'd say with cigarettes, your that smell stays with you. Like mm. our sense of smell is so strong, or it's like one of our most memorable senses. So you can smell something, and then like 20 years later, you smell the same thing, and it comes right back. That memory. That strongest sense of memory, yep. yep. Yeah, really strong mm-hmm. sense of memory. So, like, you date someone that, that smokes, like, one type of cigarettes, and then you break up with them 10 years later, and then you're, like, in a restaurant or you're out somewhere and you smell that. You're like, I remember Jessica. Yep. Yep. You're like, you get, like, half a chub. Damn. <laughs> half a chub. Yeah, you, you pavel up yourself. Yeah, you're, like, you're sitting there, you're like, Are those palm oils? God damn it. <laughs> one hundredth. And Palm All 100s. Oh my god. Green pack. That's a good one. Another person said, uh, this was uh, Major DMG 89. Edgelord. Says, she would constantly try to finish my sentences for me. Sometimes not even sentences, but words. So, like, when you're like, we finish each other's sandwiches. You know? Like, just constantly <laughs> talking. I feel like it's like talking over top of somebody. Right. But, like, talking over top of them for them. It's like real life Mad Libs. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like phone in the It's like when through. Google tries to finish your sentences too. Like oh when you type God, it man. in. Uh, here's another one. This is this is a different question. This is I love the username. Hunka Hunka. <laughs> <laughs> what social custom can just fuck right off? Oh. Uh, another one. This person said this was user Trek underscore in underscore spats. They said telling people no. I just hate the custom that I am simply expected to say yes to every request. Oof. That to say no to something is, like, rude. That's a conflict that you're creating. Yeah, it's confrontational. Right. Yeah, which yeah. I, I totally agree with that. That pisses me off. Yeah. Especially when you're in the fucking mall. Oh. <laughs> you run into all kinds of shit at the mall. You're walking around, someone's like, would you like to try this? And I'm like, oh no, thank you. Are you sure? Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> I go from really polite to nothing. See, I wouldn't even just say no. I would just punch him in the mouth. Just punch him in the mouth. Dude, that like Would you like to try this? Purely language isn't doing it. That literally like ties in with the next one that I was going to say. What Social is Social ones that need to just like fuck off. The customer is always right. Uh, like in that sort of sense, wouldn't the customer always be right as in the sense that you're the worker. You're the person who's giving out the sample. You ask the customer if they want the sample. They say no conversation's over the customer's always right they're the customer they say no 
that should be conversation is over. Conversation but on over. The flip side, mm-hmm. when you know that the customer is dead fucking wrong, and you can't tell them that they're wrong because of like whatever policy it is or whatever like uh, that. Yeah, that's when it's kind of like a grayish area. That's where I think it kind of needs to fuck off. No, you're right. you're absolutely right because all all the customer that like customers always right kind of thing that is I'm sure there's there's a lot of examples of it where like it does make sense especially for like smaller companies mm. but it gets abused the customer is always white or always always <laughs> when Whoa. the customer is always white <laughs> oh boy when, when, when porky pig is a suit <laughs> that's <Nah>. all <laughs> No, nah, I think you're absolutely right, though. <laughs> I think it's just like a change in the world. Like, when they first came out with the customer, is always right. I don't know when that slogan came out, but I always think back to, like, shows and things like that because I didn't really live in different decades. I can only go back off of other people's interpretations or other people's memories. Mm-hmm. I think about when people talk about stores in the 70s, like small businesses and stuff, like you would have your mom and pop shops where, yep. you know, everybody would be cool with each other. Like you were on like a first name basis with the it, store manager. I miss those stores. Yeah, like mm-hmm. what happened what to that kind of place? shit? Yeah. When they had like the small mom and pop video shop or the record store is... Mm the best example in my opinion the record store you talk to the person who's behind the counter they tell you what kind of music they like you tell them what kind of music you like you kind of go based off of that try out a couple things here and there you might not like everything but Mm. what happened to that kind of stuff yeah you're right it it was when it was when communities kind of relied off of each other yes so now we buy things from amazon we buy things offline from people that we've never met before so you know we and the the stores that are being opened aren't from people in the area. It's people that are, it's from people that are that come out of the area, that are implanting themselves into the community. So there right. you don't have that that personality that that connection with the community. You can build that, and absolutely there there's nothing wrong with being a corporation. By definition, a corporation is just a is just a type of company. Yeah. But what it turns into, it's it's this global outreach. Right. And to, to insert yourself into everything, even if you don't belong there. Maybe it's our connection to the digital world. Because if you think about it, like, if you're in a room and it's any sort of silence, the majority of people, they'll go look at their phone. Yeah. See what's going on. Because silence is uncomfortable. It's just like that tension. Like, yeah, but we do that with, with books and the newspaper before that. Like, there's, we've always had ways of distracting ourselves to right. not, so we don't have to talk to people. Right. Uh, but then again, you know, then you think of the flip side of... Where, okay, we're always in our phones, but at the same time, there's going to be somebody listening to this. The the noises that we're making right now are going to go into a computer and that are going to go into a fucking satellite. I'm sorry, or that are going to, oh, that's cell phones, but that are going to be connected to thousands upon thousands of computers across the world. And there's a potential that somebody from another part of, the, of this country or another country that is going to listen to that that couldn't have if we didn't have this amazing oh, yeah. network yeah absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. i would say that it's a brilliant invention there's always positives and negatives to everything mm-hmm. of course yeah definitely i see where you're coming from the fact that i can like take a picture of my sweaty ass cheeks and send them to my exes to piss them off <laughs> 
with the push of a button in my own home. That's like 14 <laughs> megapixels of like ass cheeks. Yeah, <laughs> with a high definition camera, better than the cameras that we that we've had for the last fucking century. Seriously. 4K ass cheeks. <laughs> HDR. <laughs> see every then, every sweat droplet and ripped down. X, if they want to see those ass cheeks, they can project that onto their fucking 4K TV. And put it as their fucking background on their computer. Dude, put that in the fucking PowerPoint for the next office presentation. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and this was my motivation to stay at work another 20 hours, was Dave's ass cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly it was hot that day. <laughs> it's like making photocopies of the ass cheeks like they're doing all the shit. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a beautiful time we live in. Uh, things were so simple back then. Simpler times. Simple, simple times. But then you could argue that times are simpler now since there's like a plethora of information out there. True. Any sort Very of true. question that you have. For it the was most simple part, because we answer. were kids at the time. Yes. We didn't have anything going on. We just fucked around. Yep. So can I talk to you guys about this one thing? So since we only record podcasts once a month, we kind of have to like kind of backtrack as to what happened the previous month. I want to talk about the greatest April Fool's joke that I think... What, what wins the top April Fool's joke this year? 2017. I think it was Pornhub. Oh, I think I heard about so this. So Pornhub, what they did is, if you watched a video on Pornhub, people that don't know, Pornhub is a website to watch pornography. Welcome to the world. And you would watch a video, and then a, a message would pop up saying that it, had, that it had automatically shared that video to Facebook for your convenience. Stop. Now it's oh not, it didn't actually God. do that, but they were. It was April Fool's joke. Oh. <laughs> That's gold. Oh my! I would have just deleted myself from life. Fuck that. Oh, like I'm deleting yeah. everything now. Oh, I'm everything. Oh my gosh! That's so Grandma, bad. I'm sorry you had to see that. I'd have been. <laughs> 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 oh, I wish they would have waited until you got to like a really really deep category. Like, until Ooh, you got into, like, that really fetishy shit, and then, like, the, didn't the, pop The dark the part. One. You can call it. You know, it's like, it wasn't until, like, midget fisting. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, every time that anybody clicks on that fucking midget fisting video. I'm sorry, what's the proper name for midgets? Little people. Dwarfs. dwarfs. The dwarf fisting. I'm sorry, I want to be politically correct when we're talking about dwarf fisting. I'm sorry. Dwarf fisting. <laughs> Wait, isn't there like two names then? Because I thought like a dwarf goes up to like a certain height and then they become like something else. I don't know. I'm actually the world's tallest midget. Did you know that? Yo, I didn't know that. <laughs> Holy shit. So, the more you know. The more you know. <laughs> uh, who else had a really good April Fool's Day? Did you guys see any good April Fool's stuff? I saw one last year that pissed me the fuck off. It mm. was from Mass Appeal's YouTube channel. And they do these videos called Rhythm Roulettes where, like, they'll take a musician who's a producer, they'll go to the record store, they'll be blindfolded, they'll pick out, like, three records, and then they'll have to sample from those three records. And they can use their own drums and things like that, but it's really interesting. There's a rapper, MF Doom, who's, like, one of the largest rappers of the underground, super technical guy, like, when you think of old school hip-hop or you know just regular Mm hip-hop he's the guy you would think of so when this comes out on april 1st his rhythm roulette video we're like oh shit everybody's been waiting for this because they've had artists on there who were like pretty famous but this is like a totally different this is like 
Christian Bale versus like Christopher Walken. Oh, like gotcha. yeah. So, so he's a big deal. yeah. So what did they do? Big fucking deal. Yeah. They had him walking down the fucking street, and then all of a sudden, in the middle of the video, at like three minutes and forty seconds, April Fools. Oh. And then they play like some old fucking music of his, and then they just like that's fucked fucking up. Fucking troll you. Yeah. Oh, see, that's... oh fuck my whole day up. Mm. My whole day. Right, because that's like I would have really liked to have seen that content. Yes. It's yes. almost like it's like you kind of took the trust away. That's fucking funny. It's like funny, but like in a fucked up way. Like it would be cool if then they would have released the real video the next day. No, that would have been okay. No, with that. no, we haven't really seen much since because <laughs> he's kind of like a mysterious guy. So I mean, he's come out with a few tracks here and there. They're pretty good, but oh, you know, man. he's still we're still itching for that hmm. video. Oh, you know who did also did really another one for Reddit. So I have a lot of Reddit stuff today. Oh, I love Reddit. So they did something called Our Place. And the idea was that every everybody that had a Reddit account, there was this giant blank canvas, and you could submit one pixel of a color into that blank canvas. It was a giant piece of blank canvas. Wow. Uh, you know, digitally, of course. Right. And there's a timer that, and once that timer resets, then you can place one more pixel. And what ended up, ha- and this timer was adjustable depending on the circumstances. Right. So like it went from like five minutes to like up to twenty minutes. So you could only place one pixel. And subreddit started to get into this. So you had groups of people creating images. Oh, this, shit. This, this pixel art. And this thing was so huge. You had, like, these, like, pixel wars going on of, like, these these subreddits, like, battling for this one space. Oh, my. There was even, there was, like, Germany versus France. Damn. And, like, where people were making the flags. Yeah. Oh, my God. And it made, and in the end, it made this beautiful piece of art. And that was, like, their April Fool's thing. I'm not sure what the fuck the joke was supposed yeah, to be. But it turned I out I feel to be, like that, that was a productive thing to do yeah like, but it went yeah, from yeah. april 1st to i think april 3rd that's when they shut it down oh wow and so you can go and you can like you can still look at it and like see like all this art that people have made Wow. somebody even cleaned it up so that it's like a little bit more like all the abstract pixels that didn't make any sense right. they right. took those out and like color coded everything and it's just fucking awesome that's, that's actually crazy. really cool yeah I why mean, would that like, be a joke for <laughs> i don't know what the fuck the joke was for a two-day period <laughs> huh. everybody comes together and cooperates yeah, well, and they didn't. Nothing come. goes wrong. Well, it was cool because like you got to see like this like rise and fall where it's like okay, we're all just random. Okay, now like let's all work together, and it's like wait, we all have different ideas. So now we're gonna like challenge Clash. those ideas with each other, mm-hmm. and then eventually something wins out, and then it freezes. Well, we realize as human beings that we can't do it all ourselves. So then we figure out through logic that we need to work together. If you have enough people on your side, yeah, then you have, like, a France versus Germany kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's kind of sick that it went, like, to mm-hmm. that extent. Yeah. Like, that, country versus country. That's funny. Uh-huh. Yo, Reddit is something else. I love Reddit. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Reddit's great. It's I didn't a great real- place. <laughs> I didn't realize that, because, like, I have an account and I have, like, the subreddits that I want on my front page. Yeah. I didn't realize they kept adding subreddits to put onto the front page. But my my front page stayed the same. So, you know, like, you have, like, a default subreddit? Yeah. So, like, if you go into Reddit, it's, like, there's no, like, quote-unquote front page subreddit. Or, like, there's no, it's just, the front page is just a culmination of different subreddits. Like, are all, right? Yeah, like, are all. And, uh, you know, you have, like, are funny. You have are all, are picks. Yeah. Like, those are all default subreddits. And the top posts of those subreddits go into the front page. So, that keeps updating as to what is the default subreddits. And then I am logged in and I have my own custom set of default subreddits, but mine doesn't update. So I went onto Reddit without logging on and I'm like, 
where the f- this is like way better it's been updating this whole time oh wow. so like i've had like to backtrack the last six months of fucking reddit because I <laughs> that's like the problem with all of my social networks that i'm into right now reddit and youtube specifically i have all of these things that i already like but when i have the idea of hey i, I should search for this on youtube i just forget it so I end up just watching the same old stuff and I get to those points where I'm not logged in and I'm like, holy shit, this is so much better. Maybe it should be like, do you remember Stumble Upon? Oh yeah, Stumble Upon. It should be like There's Stumble a- Upon in the sense where you can kind of like click on stuff and then like you have this interest and then you can just go to the next interest. Yeah. Into the next, into the next, into the next. And then you're just jumping around. Yeah. Uh, well, I think it's about time to wrap up. I think we did a pretty good job. Uh, Sean, thank you very much for for joining us on here today. If, Appreciate it, man. If people want to want to send you love or check you out on social media, where can they find you? Um, you can find me on a couple different places. Most of the time, you know, you can add me on Snapchat, um, Ice Cream Cones or Ice Creams Cone, Ice Cream Scone, however you would like to spell it. But it's I C E C R E A M S C O N E. If you guys want to add me. Um, everything else, Twitter, Instagram, What's your Twitter? at Bahumble, B-A-H-U-M-B-O-L-D-T. Hit me up. Right on. And uh, Jimmy, where can they find you? Yeah, you could probably find me best on Instagram, which is Jimbo Slice underscore 26. That is Jimbo Slice underscore 26. Awesome. And you can find me at on Twitter at Sultan Shockley or on Instagram at King Shockley. King Shockley. Uh, you can also email the podcast at, with maximummediocre at gmail.com. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. I do hope you enjoyed it. And stay beautiful, everybody.
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 